Hi, this is Paul. Before the show, I'm going to take some time to mention some brilliant people and plug their stuff. Up First is a new project by the creator of God's Fall. He's awesome, he's perfect, and I want his babies. I'll let him tell you about his new podcast. My name is Aram, and welcome to the storytelling podcast of Now and Then. My goal with this show is to transform fictional stories about the past, present, and future into audio dramas with rich music, voiceovers, and sound effects. Some of these tales will be short stories with a single narrator. Others will be full novels broken into episodes with guest vocal talent from the Chicago area. The Color Out of Space by H.P. Lovecraft When I went into the hills and vales to survey for the new reservoir, they told me the place was evil. They told me this in Arkham, and because that is a very old town full of witch legends, I thought the evil must be something which grandmas had whispered to children through centuries. The name Blasted Heath seemed to me very odd and theatrical, and I wondered how it had come into the folklore of a Puritan people. Then I saw that dark, westward tangle of glens and slopes for myself, and I ceased to wonder at anything beside its own elder mystery. This week I'd like to give a shout out to She's a Super Geek. She's a Super Geek is a podcast focusing on women as GMs. Emily and Sender are fantastic hosts, and they have a huge range of guests. If you want some good jumping in points, I will recommend Call of Cthulhu and The Witch is Dead. Head on over to sasgeek.com, that's sasgeek.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here's a shout out to BattleBards.com, providing awesome audio for your tabletop experience. Here's a taste.
I've been getting a lot of responses about some anti-Trump content that we've had both on Twitter and on our feed. Now, a lot of that has come from Twitter Trump and eggs that you just have to ignore, but some of them have come from people who have listened to the show. And while some people that I have had uh, conversations with have been very reasonable and lovely people, and we just have a difference of opinion on some things, we still have common ground over things like common decency and human rights and deference to the rights of individuals. But some of them have not been that. So I'd like to have a moment to clarify Swordnet Radio's position. Some of you come to us in need of a refuge from the stresses of the world. You want to press play, forget life for a moment, and have a laugh with us being just juvenile jackasses. That's great. We welcome you, and we hope we can bring some small measure of joy into your lives. But if you think mockery of the disabled by the powerful and privileged is okay, if you think that a person's bodily autonomy and dignity are bothersome, if you are okay with misogyny writ large in the highest offices, if you are untroubled by the leader of the free world endorsing torture, if you are unconcerned about the victimization of minorities, foreigners and the LGBTQ community, if you are uncomfortable with people pointing out the similarities between what's happening in the USA right now and the early days of the Third Reich, then this is not a safe space for you. It never was. Some of us want you to listen, and maybe grow. Some of us want you to burn in the fires of violent revolution, but none of us want you to feel comfortable where you are. Right, now the malcontents are gone to tearfully masturbate onto laminated likenesses of the Trump and Fuhrer, let's go play some motherfucking games. Hi, welcome to Swordnut Radio. This episode is our 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons campaign, Doors. Last time the party had a bit of a problem with Rue. Rue had a bit of a problem with the tree. And all hell break loose, including a unicorn and a badger. We join them as they finally pick themselves up and get moving. This episode is voted for by the Swordnutters on Twitter. It's called Another Disembodied Head. Stay tuned after the beat for some feedback. On with the show. Uh, my name's Dave. I play Jace Swordbearer. <laughs> Who is a... I am a monk barbarian multi-class, and generally speaking, I'm just a drunken, aggressive, grumpy, but yet endearing pirate. We haven't gotten to the endearing yet, but... <laughs> Hi, I'm Adam. I play Gimbal, Galloglass, Tiny Troubadour, Bard Cleric, multi-class. Started out very innocent and naive and is quickly becoming um, jaded and callous. He's becoming a cast iron bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the club. (laughs) And And hi, I'm Biddy. I play Rue and Fuss. Asshole. (laughs) (laughs) And I am a warlock. And after a little incident in turning into a badger, I am now also showing signs of druid traits. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm Paul, I'm a DM, and I'm going to kill you all. I actually actually picked my spells three games in. For the benefit of the audio, everyone else has like all their stuff kind of, you know, loosely arrayed in front of them. Biddy has what I can only refer to as a command center. 
two different sets of dice, one for Fuss, one for Ruya. Oh, yeah. You have um, various... I, 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 we were discussing earlier whether I needed a separate set to play Rufus. <laughs> uh, you have a set... You've got various little bits and pieces. Is that a paperweight or is that an actual counter that you're going to use? No, that's, that's his inspiration. That is our, these are our inspiration. Oh, that's tokens. inspiration. Yeah. And a bank of spell cards. In rank and file. Was it a PHB, a file with your character sheet in, and some notes as well? <laughs> so as we fade back in to the scene, what would you like to do, chaps? I'm uh, sitting there with my with the, with the sort of thing we figured out, the sort of a perpetually refilling bottle of alcohol, sort of swinging it, and then just sort of sitting there absentmindedly shaking it till I hear something shake in it again. <laughs> About sort of five minutes pass uh, between you uh, drinking the first one, drinking the second one, and there's progressively less filling it every time. <laughs> yeah, I hope you realise that once I get you like a skin of booze, I'm having that back. There's no way I'm having that. Uh, yes, of course, my friend. Yeah. Of course I'll give it back. Just, just have it taped to the side of your your cheek and just <laughs> yeah. constantly sipping on it. Remind me, what were our positions in this clearing? They are whatever you would like them to be. Gimbal has... Um... No, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> so, okay. I'm just kind of making... Kind of vaguely avoiding these guys. Vaguely avoiding Rue, because despite... But the one dice roll he got right was the one to intimidate me. <laughs> and I'm pissed off because that he intimidated me. So I'm sort of not quite still pouting, though I did pout for a while afterwards. I'm just sort of moving around, kind of making camp, um, you know, making sure we didn't leave any trails coming in and, and just sort of doing all the all the sort of practical things I can think of to do slightly in a huff, but also just more useful than any of these fucking... <laughs> you know, and every once in a while I was just like, you know, walk by him, your brother <laughs> under my breath but Ruth, just beyond the range of your hearing yeah Rue is definitely not hearing this because he's pacing backwards and forwards uh, next to this tree just mumbling to himself oh, fucking and then periodically he'll look up the tree and go fucking that that is what I should have fucking done to him but no I didn't because I'm a fucking dickhead and as I'm pacing backwards and forwards uh, Fuss is just flying above me just following my track backwards <laughs> and forwards trying to keep pace with me just grumbling obviously trying to work something out so what's the person that gives a shit though? Honestly, I don't know. I don't know. My brain, my brain's just gone completely blank today. So in the shock of what's happened to you, just sort of sitting there trying to absorb everything that's happened to your party. I'm going to say Gimbal's, Gimbal's sat next to the fire and he's renumerating over everything that's happened throughout the day, thinking about what the fuck's wrong with Rue, why he lost his marbles, and obviously worrying it might happen again and wondering what he can do to fix it. Is thinking about Jace and his alcoholism and thinking, is it going to be a hindrance at some point? Is there anything they can do about it? Um, it's like... Fucking worry about Yeah, well, this is the kind of person that, Gim- that Gimbal is, but this is kind of essential to character development because he's essentially going to That's end fine. up at one Those point... my characters. Yeah, he's, going to, <laughs> he's, going to say, he's going to end up at some point not giving shit. And he's just going to be like, you, fight that fucker. You might die. Okay, just because he's still part of the party... What collectively do we think Carahan is doing at this point? Well, I, I was actually going to get to that, but then Jace interrupted. <laughs> He's off in the bushes having a wank. <laughs> <laughs> He's entirely aroused by the, by the unicorn. 
Uh, so pure, so innocent. <laughs> he needs some vices. Carahad is too is too nice. Yeah. <laughs> so pure, so innocent, and that fifth leg. <laughs> and he's into horses. Gimbal's yeah. been sitting by the fire so long that he's shifting from ass cheek to ass cheek yep. to keep the keep this blood slot thro- blood flowing. You're all very much sort of inside your own heads at this point. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we can assume that Carahad is has, has taken the group gestalt and is is sort of lost in his own thoughts as well. Probably about why you never checked on the Oak family and made sure they were okay, but that's not important right now. The who? Can I suggest... Exactly. <laughs> can I suggest at this point that the weather is beginning to turn? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so the clouds are drawing in. Yeah, and it's um, looking less pleasant than it was before. Quite nice and sunny earlier on, but, you know. You're very near a mountain, so if, if rain is going to fall, this is where it's going to come, so... Um, as Gimbal stares into the fire, there's a sort of, he doesn't feel the rain on him, doesn't feel the temperature change, he's so lost in his thoughts, but you do start hearing the little tss, 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 tss as the rain hits uh, the fire. In, in that case, I, I'll, I'll go over and I'll sort of start kicking the fire out. Kicking it out? As soon as it starts raining, the wood will get wet and a huge amount of smoke. Do you want to give our position away? We are still 20 minutes walk away from an insanely powerful wizard woman we want to kill. That's a good idea. Let's set them on fire. No! Burn the fuckers down. Yeah, excellent idea. Do you know Seriously, any... seriously. They, they, they were all turned. They were all scaly motherfuckers. They're all kind of like up to their balls in this shit. They're all culpable. Kill them all. D- Wonderful. So and you, you, you guys along the way, bonus. You're going to wave your magical baby pet dragon around and just set fire to everything? Yeah. Figured out a way to set, set fire to stone, have we? Let me think. No. Well then, perhaps we should come up with a plan that might work in the real world. Is there a distillery there? I have the faint <laughs> memory of distilleries being good for this kind of thing. Don't know why. Roll me an intelligence check, please. Four. Yeah, you, you're... <clears throat> well, six, but yeah. You're, you're, you're not really putting things together. You're like... Jace knows that there is at least brewery, uh, but whether there would be a distillery... He can smell it on the breeze. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the waft that he got was beer, but... Actually, I'm the one who went into town, so I'd actually have the best idea. <laughs> no, no, you so, wouldn't, yeah. because you came out of town very quickly and lost yeah. all your fucking wits. Yeah, that, that was your role. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, fine. We can't set fire to them. What can we do? Well, we just mentioned a mine. Oh, no, we, didn't, we don't know about the mine, do we? I haven't shared that information with you, correct. Well, what did you find out when you, before you lost your wits, oh, no. that is? Yes, no, I did mention the mine. We're okay. Because I said he was at the table and they were discussing mines and stuff. This did come, come up last time. It's fine. So yeah, we know about the mine. Just... Well, what about this mine you heard about? <laughs> hmm. Stay in character, stay in That's character, stay in character. <laughs> yeah. That's an interesting idea. They were saying that it was getting too close to the battlements. If we could make it collapse, maybe it could take the walls down at the very least maybe more well it would create undermining creates breaches and bring them all down and mines are held up with big pieces of wood and they do burn they do indeed burn so let's set the mine on fire maybe we should go see what's there first just 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 as kind of a thought yeah yeah you're right you're right you're right the rain intensifies starts to reflect your collective mood apart from Rue's whose mood seems to be about burning mm. Sort of hacked together a quick little bivouac. I'm thinking, you know, just, just saying, well, we can't do anything in this rain. 
Besides, uh, I think you need a little bit more time to find yourself again. Oh no, I'm, I'm feeling. Cr- I'm, I'm very clear. I'm very, very clear about what needs to be done, and that is kill them all. It's that simple. The details are a little bit fuzzy, but the end goal is very clear in my mind, and that is the important thing. We'll, we'll work backwards from there. It's fine. You do that. <laughs> sort of pull, pulls the the the, the pine the the pine branches sort of over the door of the bivouac of the little bivouac I've done up against the tree. You hear the bottle shaking from the inside. <laughs> like, How close is Rue to Jace physically at this point as he's bivouacking down and looking at this? Well, I don't know. How close are you to the tree? Because I'm still kind of pacing a little bit. Oh, it's another tree. I have very negative associations with that tree, saying that my head is about six inches below where you punched a hole through it. So I'm sort of on the other side of our little clearing. Okay, so uh, there is no more booze coming out of this thing. It's progressively got less and less and less. Shit! No, no uh, is Gimbal doing anything with like his harp and stuff? Because I know that you, one of your habits is that you, uh, firstly, you with your you do stuff with the um, little uh, metalwork thing, and also you fiddle with the harps and, and just like yeah. you know, mess with the harp strings. So is anything like that going on? No, at, th- at this point, Gimbal's just been sat, sort of sulking. Um, he basically feels like the group's lost the way. Uh, doesn't know what we're supposed to be doing next. It's like these guys are discussing going to the mine. Obviously, we weren't told. He didn't mention where the mine was. Just that there was a mine. They were looking at a plan of a mine. Mm. So we don't know where the where the mine is, other than it's near or under the castle. Um, Gimbal's thinking. Obviously, there's a big stone frigging tower. We've got no way of knowing how to get into it. We don't know if we're actually going to find the shadow of the green here, although it's quite likely we will. Gimbal's feeling a little bit despondent about the whole thing. So he's yeah. sticking your lower lip out. Not, no, because he's, 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 he's not quite so much like having a tantrum. He's sort of just sort of sat there like... What's, what's the word I'm thinking of? Sulking brooding. Like a little bitch. He's, bro- <laughs> he's brooding. Yes. A which, very little which, bitch. Which is sulking for goths. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gimbal's a goth now! Black and white flag. <laughs> um, what is your thing about the black and white... <laughs> It's, uh, uh, it's badges. Yeah, we can't go into badges too much. Those little spoil yeah. things. All right. So as the, the the weather draws in, it starts sort of raining ever more heavily. You all have to uh, bed down. It it is midsummer, so this is going to go on for a, a while until night truly falls. And it is wet, and it is miserable, and it is a cold rain coming in off off the sea over the land, rising up in the mountains, it is not pleasant. And there are moments when it seems to ease off, and seconds later, it is a deluge, as if the entire cloud has just fallen. I was say it's probably been a couple of hours at least. It's be pretty, as long as you want. I was going to say, it's pretty dark, because obviously it's overcast and raining, and obviously it's heading towards evening and everything, so, you know, visibility is fading and stuff. Gimbal's just got to stand up from his seat by the fire pit and just top of his voice going about right you lazy bastards get your asses up we may as well get moving are we going to the mines nothing else to do good sort of stumble out of the thing and give the alcohol flask one last shake and when it doesn't work I just throw it at Rue useless piece of shit's broken I would like to try and catch it roll attack uh, 17 17 excellent so um, he, he throws it at you uh, and you definitely catch it and as you 
sort of catch it and sort of turn it over in your hand. You feel it getting heavier. I open my cloak and deposit it in one of my many pockets. Gloves reassuringly. <laughs> At this point, I would like, uh, as the person who's got some uh, get up and go about them, Gimbal, I would like you to make a perception check, please. Or uh, nature or survival, your choice. Oh, perception, because I get a plus two. In fact, uh, because uh, you've all been roll-putting your socks off in the D&D anyway, and I never give out inspiration, everyone gets inspiration. Okay. And... Keep it. <laughs> I'm going to re-roll that. Uh, not that it made much difference. Um, ten. Ten, okay. Um... As you've you've basically spent a lot of time here, and in kind of reevaluating where the group's going and reevaluating things, you, you just sort of look around, and it's a, a pretty standard thing, I think. To if you're thinking about things generally, you tend to observe your immediate surroundings by reflex, and uh, even though you're not looking too deeply and thinking too hard about it, you're, you are lost in your own thoughts. You get the feeling that this part of the woods is like there's a clearing here there aren't many clearings elsewhere and this is where we stopped because it was a nice clearing it was 20 minutes and you realise that this this clearing is directly south of the castle like uh, looking around and it is at the top of the, the crest of the hill so if, if the if the hill um, the hill basically sort of it becomes a sort of promontory and then there's that cliff edge you sort of, you're, you're looking up and you stop for a moment as, through the gloom, you can just about make out a light, a kind of greenish-whitish light that seems to be coming from the cliff edge, something below the cliff edge, you would guess the castle. There's, there's something going on there, and it's not a natural light, at least not one that you've seen before. Mm, okay. Okay, so Gimbal's just going to say to Rue... So from what you saw of these maps when you were there, do you have any idea where these mines are likely to be? No. But, using my vast intellect, they have got to be to the north-east, because obviously I imagine they have gone into the, the cliffside hillside that the, uh, the fort puts up against, because the... I can't see any point in because everything else leading down to that is just leading down to the sea, whereas that is the solid ground, so it's got to be there to the right hand side. Gimbal so just up into the right of where mm. we are. Gimbal nods and says, Makes sense. Jace, I'm sure they'll have workers there. One thing that workers get on well with is ale. Ah, finally. A job that suits my particular talent. He's just going to say, Let's move and uh, head the way towards the cliffs. Okay, so you're going northeast. Mm hmm. So essentially you could go straight north and be overlooking the castle, or you could go northwest and go kind of where you were before and go northeast and come out on the other side of where you were. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, either side of this town. Okay. So which way are you going northwest? Northeast. No, yeah, northeast. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you're going around. So the, the place where you haven't been. Yeah. Okay, so you, you start trudging along. In in what manner do you trudge? Is, is this going to be just head down against the vein, I think, or is this... Relative, I mean, I'll be keeping an eye. So, Gimbal's um, basically thinking the same thing. We're trying to sort of, it's like we're trying to make use of cover, so we don't want to just randomly run into someone. So he's kind of, you know, being aware, looking around. He's also not really bothered about the rain. 
because he's small. Not that much of it hits him. How much is Rue still in his What was happening before was because of the because of coming back into myself. It's almost a bit like when you've been ill and you suddenly become yourself, and you kind of feel slightly more than you are because it feels good to be home in your mind again. Uh, so that's why I was a bit pepped up and I was all I'm on fire. I'm kind of coming down from that a bit more and I'm beginning to think a bit more rationally and as which I want to do detect magic mm-hmm. as, as we go what's your range from detect magic? 30 feet cool Jace roll me a stealth and um, Gimbal I want you to roll me a DC 10 perception check to help him what's a DC 10? you've got to hit 10 or above oh ok or your perception roll 15 cool you are helping roll with advantage Jace Jace, yeah, you're sort of stealthing around and doing the whole thing, and you, you suddenly realise that um, for once, Gimbal isn't making the dun 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 dun, dun, dun uh, theme music. Gimbal is it. helping by shutting the fuck up. <laughs> I don't remember Gimbal ever everything in that song. He's play, oh, yes, playing he the did. inverse. He's, he's on his harp, but really he's actually did. playing the inverse sounds of your footfalls. <laughs> uh, so you. Uh, you sort of go around, and what you're finding is that um, there is, there does seem to be, uh, like to the lie of the land, like a very, uh, sort of almost like, um, a, a, like a bank and ditch type of thing, like almost, almost like someone's farmed this area, and like, uh, and put a, um, a little embankment up, or whatever, um, sort of going around, uh, following the contour, and every once in a while you find just like a, a, a big pile of rocks that you can walk behind and all that sort of stuff. And there's a, a large rock which is just off the crest of the hill and it is just inside this kind of natural contour and room. Uh, you see a faint whiff of magic. In the way we're going. Uh, around these rocks. They're, they're a little bit off your path. You, you're basically going to follow... It's basically like someone's laid a path down. Yeah. Like a Holloway type thing. Um, so you're walking the path of least resistance and going in that kind of channel. This is just off the side. Yeah. There's a bit of a glow. So you'd have to go uphill a little bit. It is is within your range. It's about 30 feet away. You guys within kind of like... Uh, and walking single file. Okay. Guys, guys, there's, there's something over there behind those rocks. I don't know what it is, but I know it's magic. What kind of magic? What colour is it, I'm missing? It is... I'm just going to give it you. This, this is illusion. 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 Some kind of illusion. Um, I don't think it's the actual rock that's the illusion. It's something behind the rock. I don't. I don't get it. I think we need to check it out, though. Jace just just draws his sword, and I assume sort of like the big rocks in front, and there's sort of little boulders scattered around it. Um, he is going. Just he just pulls out his sword, and just without saying a word, just sort of runs up and sort of sh- just just bounds up to the top of this rock and just crouches with the sword ready just without a word sort of all the sort of drunken mannerisms and stuff just fades away once again there's this sort of serious stealthy kind of scary in the in, in the in the in the dark and in the rain you just occasionally see a little bit of an outline of him on top of the rock with this great big scythings okay gimbal's gonna sigh and walk up behind you fairly swiftly and just say it's a good job that illusion wasn't hiding an army isn't it <laughs> Oh, we don't know what it's hiding yet. Yeah, yeah, wait for that. <laughs> I just need to fucking kill something. An army appears, rolling. 
So which twat is on? Twat 74 75? I'm just going to walk around the outside of it. You see that the uh, the illusion aura itself seems to be constrained to a sort of a, a group of smaller rocks just behind the larger one. It's just a general area. Okay, it's those rocks. Okay, are they fake rocks? I don't know. So while these two are sort of chatting, I'm very much keeping quiet and hidden <laughs> at the top of the rock. Hidden on top of the fucking rock. <laughs> hidden on top of the rock. Do you want to be hiding on top of the rock? I was hiding, yeah. I sort of bounded up the rock and I'm on top of this big rock. Oh yeah, I'll give you the bounding on top of it. Do you want to be hidden on top of the rock? Though? Yeah. Roll this stealth. 16. Rather than just being crouched on top of the rock. As you sort of you know sort of stick one leg out and, a, and an elbow out, and so your your uh, sword is kind of poised, and you're fo- you're almost naturally following the contours of the rock, and you just look like you know from a distance and through the rain, you might just be some vegetation or something. Like now, at this point, I'd like to argue that if I was casting my illusion and someone starts to actually question the illusion, uh, essentially an intelligence saving throw has to be done. Yeah, you haven't said you're questioning it yet, or how you're questioning it. I'm questioning it. It's a different by, spell as well. We're, we're, we're looking at it now and we're thinking, what the, the fuck's kind of going on with those rocks? Yeah, I'm, I'm applying the same kind of logic that if it's some kind of like illusion of some kind and I'm questioning it, I'm just wondering uh, if, if if my mind, because I am used to projecting illusions and it's, stuff like that, can see through the, the tapestry that's being weaved. Okay, so you're you're attempting to sort of see through it with your magical senses. Roll our cannon, then, please. Nine. Yeah, you're looking at this, and from what you can tell, it looks like the illusion magic itself is sort of obscuring itself. So whoever did this knew full well that someone could see, would be able to see the illusion as illusion, but not, but it's kind of disguising what it is hiding. If you see what I mean? So it's it's give, making it look like a general area where it is probably something very specific. Gimbal is going to pick up a big stick off the floor. I'm going to say it's about ten foot long. <laughs> Would you like to know what my is that? No, I, I no. we don't know what's going to happen to it, so I'm saying no. Uh, was six foot long? Yeah. yeah, five foot. Yeah, Gimbal, Gimbal's just going to pick up this stick. He's used it at least once in this campaign <laughs> so far. Yeah, Gimbal, Gimbal's going to pick up this stick um, off the floor and he's going to, going to sort of use investigation and prod at this pile of rocks. Um, I get a plus four in investigation, so. That gives, oh, for fuck's sake. Gives me a seven. You don't really have to roll for it. This is like you're not guessing here. You're mm. this is a thing you're actively are investigating it. Okay. Oh, that's Jace good. is just just thinking. Fucker didn't even think about throwing a rock. Yeah. So you um, you sort of push this thing forward and sort of probe around some of the the rocks and things, and um, some of them seem to move around and you know poke a bit harder, and um, others seem to roll back, and uh, then you sort of go towards the. Main, so there's, there's basically a, a, a single large-ish rock, um, sort of nestled in. It's more or less in the middle of this this large uh, formation of rocks. You poke at it, and it seems to sort of give a little. Like it's it it stops, but it doesn't go kunk. It just sort of it's almost like pushing into a body. Like it's there's a resistance, and then as you push through, you see the stick actually just disappear into this rock. You're like, oh. There's no active resistance. You sort of you whir, you know, swirl it around a little bit. It's not like moving it through jelly or something. It's like, but there's like an initial thing to overcome. Like, oh, Ooh. okay. So Gimbal is going to share that with the group. Oh, they can see that this, this, no. the stick has, has entered the rock. 
No, no, but he's going to say, obviously, it was sort of like there was some soft, fleshy resistance, and now the stick's going into it. Skimble's going to pull the stick back slowly and see if anything's stuck on the end. There is nothing stuck on it. I, I, I've become more proactive as a result of the events earlier on in the day, and I'm just going to go, you know what, fuck this, and I'm just going to jog and tuck and jump at this hole. Uh, you feel a, a sort of sickly sensation as... Uh, you you pass the threshold mm-hmm. and you find yourself in the dark. The rest of you see Rue just cannonball into the rock and disappear. Very lucky, stay. Now I'm through it. Detect magic. Detect magic. Uh, yeah, you see behind you mm-hmm. there is a small archway, just outlined in illusion magic. Mm-hmm. The, it doesn't really illuminate per se but it gives you a, a sense of orientation and so looking at it and, and sort of feeling around you can see that this one rock is actually two Okay. so you're in, the, in a cleft between two rocks and there is this archway between the two okay I'm going to walk back to this archway I'm going to stick my head through so it's just a disembodied head poking through this rock and I'm going to say can someone who can see in the dark please follow me in here please it's tingly. I, I can't see shit. And Gimbal's just going to say, Carahad, you have the shield. Rue is looking at your disembodied head out of this rock. <laughs> I've always wondered what it would be look like if I mounted and stuffed his head. <laughs> <laughs> I find I rather like the effect, except it's still talking. <laughs> um, I'm also going to remember at this point that Fusk can see in the dark. So I'm going to look, I'm gonna look <laughs> around, and he's he's been in a tree, kind of like chasing a chipmunk uh, that wants to be a squirrel. <laughs> Sorry, you right, don't like where this is going. Yeah, um, just this for, is not an authorized crossover. Yeah, just for all our regular listeners. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to call him over and, and tell him to get on my shoulder because I'm going to use him periodically to look through his eyes. By the time this comes out, that'll be a really big callback. Yes. Uh, so Karahad's coming in first. Because mm-hmm. yeah. Karahad's a dwarf, he can see in the dark. Yeah. I, I can also see in the dark. And, uh, so Fuss comes along too. He doesn't actually fly through the illusion. He uh, he just alights upon your head. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so I... Yeah, so I'm going to use him like a pair of night vision goggles, basically. And just take, it dump, take, it dump, uh, take it down, take it down, take it down, take it down. If you want to give your inspiration and make that happen... <laughs> You're so tempted, aren't you? <laughs> 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 it's directly fucking over another character uh, no actually he's going to stay on my head and because he's on my head and looking forward essentially where I look he's also where he's looking <laughs> so. so it's kind of like an Anglo-Saxon helmet with a, the nasal with a horse yeah, yeah. he's like, <laughs> come down like his eyes are between your eyes dropped over like wings hanging over over the side of my head you know just like that, those hats where you tie them over your ears yeah, yeah. like a like a, a greenish Greenish, purplish. Was it Sutton Who helmet? Yeah. So how you're gonna? That, no, that that is now how you're gonna hide fuss when you go into populated areas, like a hat. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna make him look like he's this ridiculously ornate leather sort of crop and bush hat. Everyone's yeah. wearing them. <laughs> you can always lo- use illusion to uh, change his color and stuff. Yeah. No. 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 Drag. No. It's a bat. Make him furry. Yeah. Just. Uh, <laughs> it's wool. You find people copying it like a year later you come at the same place they've got the ones with really really like long droopy ears you can put your hand on. 
So, all right, there's somebody who can see other than Carahad because he's not really here. I'm going to say... I want to come uh, in and describe what you can see. You've already got two points of inspiration, which is sort of illegal, but for the fuss seeing for you, I'll give you that he can just be your eye. You can look through his eyes and it won't disorientate you because he is where your I'll eyes are. For that. Okay, yeah. Because that's awesome. I like that. Mm-hmm. What do we see? Does Jace have any darkness at all? No. Yeah. But I have a lamp because I have brain cells. <laughs> You're, you're, you seem to be in a, a natural chamber formed by two uh, stones either side of you, and it, they come up and they form a, a roof above you, as it were. They just come together. And there is a beaten earth pathway uh, before you, and it is extending down. You can see 60 feet, is it? Um, yeah, then, yeah, 60 as it, feet. So it's normal light. And yeah, okay, so, um, but this is pitch black. Okay, there is uh, dark vision requires some natural light. Uh, the only natural light you've got is what is leaking through. Uh, what you can see very dimly is the outline of this sort of... If you look hard, it's an archway that you've just come through. But you've got to sort of look at it and kind of look to the side and sort of look around it. And But you won't see it if you stare directly at it. It's a, almost like an after image. Um, but that's giving you enough to illuminate this, this immediate area that you're in. Mm-hmm. So what do we reckon then? Do you reckon we've found the mines? It's possible. Yes, sir, I'm, I'm still on the top of the rocks. There's nothing here to indicate that this Another is... Another disembodied head. Well, you get your ass in here. We found something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say this is the first time you've seen Fuss do the whole helmet thing. Because it's like, <laughs> it's on your head. You go back in and then he's like, okay, I'll do this thing. This is cool, yeah. And it's like, what? He's dragon face now? <laughs> uh, I, I sort of clamber down very stealthily and sort of approach the the archway and I sort of just just put my sword through it a little bit take it out sort of ding still rings it still feels yeah. natural like, you, it feels like it's just gone into a person yeah. and then that person kind of went away from and inside I, the uh, hole you hear ow <laughs> <laughs> kind of, uh, yeah. look, look at my sword and just go shall we go in okay it's talking to your sword I like it um, Gimbal's rubbing his arm and just gives you a glare and says, if you do something that stupid again, I will put that sword in you. And then he's just going to turn his back and walk away. So you walk into the darkness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you find very quickly that it becomes... there is, It's it's not dim light. It's not... It, it is, this is actual pitch darkness. There is no light whatsoever. So your your dark vision is kicking in in a sense of... It gives you a rough idea that you're about to walk into a wall or something more sort of by echolocation really because dark vision to me is like a coming together of lots of different senses as well so Gimbal's just going to stop for a minute then um, he's just going to basically sort of close his eyes and just sort of try and get a feel for the space and everything around him um, roll me a wisdom please insight or just straight just wisdom? wisdom Yeah. 15 so you pause, you make contact with the wall with your, your left hand, and you feel you know the water dripping down it. You feel a sense of, of age and permanence to this, and it's smooth to the touch. It is it's not like polished marble or something like that, but it's definitely very, very smooth, worn by water or people. You, you, can't, you can't tell, but this is, it's not like a rough-hewn cavern. Okay. Gimbal's was just going to say, I'm not entirely sure this is the mine. I'm just going to take a step back where I can see, light my lamp, <laughs> shutter it, 
So just tiny bit of light comes out and step back in. Ten foot pole and a shattered lantern. Yes, it's D and D people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, you've got a, a tiny bit coming through. Um, this tiny bit of light comes through. I sort of imagine you're sort of leading with the lantern, and then sort of faces the last thing to come in. Um, <clears throat> Gimbal, the world in front of you kind of opens up as this this tiny amount of light to Jace uh, illuminates things for you. Like a sudden rushing sensation similar to what's that thing with the Alfred Hitchcock film, Vertigo, Vertigo yeah, where yeah, they yeah. do the thing where they sort of zoom in while drawing the camera away. I get sort of that effect with the tunnel like... Yeah. Jace, you can see Gimbal in front of you, you can see uh, Rue uh, just illuminated by that, that crack of light and you're still in this in the uh, your dark vision you know the regular dark vision hasn't sort of kicked in yet and night vision hasn't kicked in so you're still all you can see is that which is illuminated by this thing so you can get your bearings and kind of but you're pointing it in front of your feet when you walk forward and that sort of stuff but uh, it's going to take you a little while to get adjusted to that so you'll see things outside of that actually um, I'm keeping it to my <clears> side so it doesn't kill my night vision Rue you can see Gimbal in front of you now you can see him clearly outlined you can see the walls Yeah. you can see up, up to Gimbal because he's blocking the way. You can see over him, this passage is um, around about human size. Uh, one person can pass through at a time, so um, or maybe two very short people. Maybe two people the size of Gimbal could pass side by side. But certainly no more than one like human-sized or, or dwarf-sized person. And if you're in the middle, you don't have to duck. I want you to give me an intelligence check, please. Okay, before I do that, I'm going to um, reach into one of my pockets and I'm going to fiddle around for a little bit and I'm going to find uh, a little jar of red powder and I'm going to fiddle around, find a bit of something else and I'm going to go, no, too thin. I'm going to find something else. And, yeah, kind of like slightly gelatinous kind of substance and I'm going to mix a little paste together and I go, come here with that lamp a second. Why? Because I'm going to make sure it never fucks up your night vision. Now he's doing the ten foot ball. <laughs> so he steps towards him with the lamp. So I, I take this um, clear red liquid, and, and the red powder is just totally seamlessly dissipated into this liquid, uh, into the substance, and I just smear it over the front of the glass mm-hmm. of the lamp, and it basically and now it casts a red light. And just for those who don't know, red light does not destroy your night vision. Excellent. You do exactly that. Yep. And that was using my learned in alchemy and substances. Awesome. Okay, so, uh, intelligence, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, so that's 18. This cavern is a perfect isosceles triangle. This is an isosceles in that one side is shorter than the other, but it is a perfectly symmetrical isosceles. The point is directly above the middle of, of the, the floor. Does it does it look like two things have fallen on top of it? towards one another to create this thing or does it look like it's been carved out of the rock it, it, you can't see tool marks mm-hmm. at all not a single tool mark but rock doesn't form this way this does not look natural to you this is like if it had fallen there'd be chips out there there'd be, like, be uneven there'd be spaces there'd be gaps because it look, doesn't look weathered at all because uh, even in you know water seeping through rock even underground weathers. it does not seem weathered are there any other exits just the one you came through Okay. And whatever is in front of Gimbal. Gimbal, however, sees this going off into the distance, sloping down ever so gently all the way. Okay. I'll unshutter uh, my lantern so we have more light. Yep. 
as the light floods your you know vision this dark vision just adjusts as well and you can see forward and it just keeps extending away and extending away to the, to the point where you can't see anymore right so this this triangle we only kind of see the two corners to our left and right and this sort of the two corners are at your feet and then the, the third is at the above your directly above your head also gimbal this is dead straight yeah there's, there's, it doesn't seem to curve away it just goes away to a vanishing point you little people like being underground don't you <laughs> like it no Handle it, yes. Um, and Gimbal's just going to start forward. He's just going to say, um, "Try and keep quiet." Yeah, you feel really at home here. Like you've not done the whole dungeon delve cavern thing. This is this. You could like, if, if there was like a side cavern, yeah, it'd be quite nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just before this carries on, because of the cramped quarters and the 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 peaks missiles. Big weapon, globs, piece missile. And I sort of really long. It's like five feet long, yeah. Yeah, and I sort of put it away, and I get out the uh, heavy crossbow and sort of crank that and load that. And sort of, yeah. You, as you, as I'm putting my sword away, <clears throat> just just give it a half of a little pet, as if I'm trying to calm it down <laughs> as it goes away in its sheath. Yeah. So Gimbal's just going to say, um, try to keep quiet, and he's going to try and move forward quickly but quietly. Yeah. So rolling stealth, fourteen. Likewise, following me behind you, I'm eager to find out where this tunnel goes. Eight. So not that brilliant. I like these dice. Yeah, both me and Fuss aren't being very quiet at all. I'm doing it 20 as I creep Used to it. <laughs> behind them, the last one. Obviously, I'm creating a light, which stands out like a sore thumb, but at least I'm not making any noise. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, so... so you know, you're going through and, and, yeah, your footfalls are echoing, but to be fair, there's not much to trip over. There's there's nothing. This is a beaten uh, floor, which is very smooth. Um, you don't seem to be kicking up any real dirt either, mm-hmm. uh, nor do you seem to be making footprints. Um, is there any dust anywhere or, or, or um, spider's webs or moss or... Nope. Um, so, so it's almost like polished marble kind of well, almost it's smooth smooth stone but not polished so sort of like cut cut granite tiles on this when, when we texture. actually passed through whatever the, the the illusion at the front of it was there was a slight pressure as we came through it as well so that would naturally keep out debris and dust and stuff like that yeah push mm. yeah. on carrying on down this tunnel then to the nearest uh, opening or branching or whatever you carry on for about uh, about ten minutes mm-hmm. before the the passageway starts to level off. You know, you're talking like twenty degrees maybe, and then sort of going to flat, and then it starts coming up again. Um, but it's entirely smooth. There's no like joint where it's, it changes direction. It just sort of curves gently. Yeah. So, sort of, it, but it, it's quite sudden. But it's it's not a, a sharp edge. And as it starts to, to come up, the um, the floor becomes less dirt and more stone. Okay. Becoming completely stone. Okay. Um, Gimbal's just going to, as he's walking along, he's thinking, he's trying to consider, like, compared to where they came in, compared to where the castle was, compared to the direction this tunnel was taken and everything, he's trying to figure out if they are getting close to the castle and blah, 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 blah. intelligence. Yeah. Could it come under investigation? Um, I'll allow it. Yeah, you sort of... Well, it's it's this is a navigation task, so it could mm. come under survival, I think. I don't get anything for survival, but I get a plus one in intelligence, so I'll go with that. Uh, so that would be a ten. No meta gaming here. No, no. You can know direction or distance, not both. Which one would you like? 
direction. Direction, yeah, this is basically towards the castle, you reckon? Okay. Like, you know, within a sort of, you know, 20 degree arc. Consider, considering the angle where we entered it and we know it was pretty much straight, yeah. it's pretty much heading straight for the castle. Yeah. Oh, fuck! Rue just completely stops dead and goes, What shape was the big worm? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it was round. Oh. <laughs> just, just, oh, okay, okay. sorry. Just checking, just checking. Speaking of which, is there any more, is there any more of the cat jerky? Oh, I'm sure there's plenty of cat jerky. There is no cat jerky. There is cat meat because you didn't have you, you can't you didn't make a drying rack. You know what I mean? Didn't like, make a drying rack and spend three yeah, days smoking like... it. <laughs> Do I have salt? Probably not. I need to pick up a bag of salt. Worst part, we're right near the sea. Do you want me to explain the process of extracting usable salt from the sea? You never know. They might have. Oh, some uh, salt in I was going to say it's a seaside town. They will already have. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Pre- the town will have. Yeah, they will already have <coughs> pre. Um... So we've established our priority. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Culinary before all. Okay, yep. so you've just started to, to come up. Okay. Yeah, so you started to come up. Um, Though after, as, as you mentioned the, the cat jerky thing, and I said we only have cat meat, I do sort of pull out a hunk of, 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 of raw cat meat that doesn't smell freshest, and just, just start ripping away at the raw meat <laughs> with my incisors as we sort of march on. So it's changed to stone now. Or smoother stone, or what was it? It's the same stone as the walls. Oh, the right. floor now. I thought you said it had changed yeah, to a different type of stone. Track, yeah. yeah, so so the, the the dirt track has become stone. Oh, right, got you, got you. And the walls are still slightly damp to the touch. Has the proportion of the triangle remained the same, or has exactly it gotten... Exactly the same. So even with the dirt track, so it's not, it doesn't feel like the dirt runs out and then and, and the triangle gets slightly bigger. It's as if the triangle is still just shifts from being dirt floor to stone floor. All the proportions remain the same. That's slightly creepy. Okay, I'm going to cast Detect Magic again at this point. Uh, Roll me an Arcana, please. Thirteen. There is nothing magical going on here. Not a whiff. Hmm. If this was made with magic, it's not here anymore, and it's odd that it would be made by hand, because there's no sign of tools or anything, so... Hmm. I'm confused. Press on. No other choice. Yeah. Either that or go on or go back. Rue starts to get a little bit impatient with this because um, we're creeping and we're creeping and we're not really making that good time, so I want to pick up the pace slightly. No, we've had no resistance so far, so why not? Yeah. So I see these two trunching off before me and I sort of give a slightly sage shake of my head and carry on behind them. <clears throat> so you're trudging on up, and what's going to happen is you are. Coming up this this pathway, and after not very long at all, you get to a flat surface. And if you're still detecting magic, um, as it's, it's a free thing for you to do, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, as you get there, you you find the end of this triangle widens up, so the top kind of bulges out a little bit, and it becomes this kind of gothic arch, and it's exactly the same dimensions as on the other end. And that is, again, picked out in illusion magic. But there is other magic here as well. Enchantment. Uh, Jace, could, could I borrow your stick? He doesn't have the stick. Oh, He's got the stick. I've got the stick. Oh, you, you've still yeah. got the stick. Yeah. Gimbal, can I borrow the stick? No, in fact, no. I was going to say, I'm technically in front of you. So. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't swing that way. <laughs> Actually, I could just use my own quarter stuff. Um... I'm going to poke this 
barrier and at the end of my quarter stuff. You poke a slab of rock. Tunk. Hmm. Uh, gingerly move up and touch the rock. As you approach, I kind of sort of get right up to it. Are you, are you coming right up to it, or are you just I'm like arm's of, length? I'm kind of like arm stretched out, like literally like trying to touch it with like the very tip of my nail, so I'm, I'm not making as little contact with it as possible. Lose two fingers. <laughs> <laughs> you see a slight deformation start to form in the rock, and it's uh, again, it's it looks a little bit like illusion and a little bit like enchantment to you. Um, but it's it's not related to where your hand is. Mm. It's, it's sort of forming in a, a, a slightly higher up location. Um, so uh, as you imagine, sort of, you've got the arch like like this. It's, it's kind of um, in the triangle that's created by the arch rather than the doorway. It's sort of by the arch section rather than the square section of the door. See what I mean? Yeah. So it's sort of up there. It's, it's kind of about head height. You're reaching out your finger. It sort of starts to. Starts something starts to form, but it's nothing definite. It's almost like there's just a little ripple started to form in the wall, like it's you know something's coming in or coming out. I withdraw my hand. What happens? Flat rock. Garahad. <laughs> because I can just hear a <laughs> like all the sci-fi movies when you touch one of those things. <laughs> Stargate. Yeah. When you pull your hand away, yeah, a little bit of the stone it. comes with you and starts to creep along and cover your hand and then goes down your throat. Karahad, be a mate. Touch that wall, will you? <laughs> uh, Karahad, as he's being piloted by you, goes, oh, all right then. <laughs> goes on, touches the rock. Karahad's also now South African. <laughs> <laughs> Welsh, South African, yeah. Just, uh, just nothing going on you? No, nothing happens. That response doesn't happen. What's supposed to happen here then? Mm. Rude, you think this would hurt me? Bastard. <laughs> it's like he's in the room. <laughs> okay, uh, because nothing has happened to him, because I'm a callous bastard, um, I, I, I'm going to go up and I'm actually going to properly put my hand on the rock face. Okay, <clears throat> so you go up behind him and um, before you even raise your hand, uh, this little dimple was, was like starts to form about head height and it starts to... Um, change shape a little bit and it starts to radiate outwards and it becomes this kind of bass relief coming out um, and you see um, a paw slash claw type thing and then another one and then you see you know the the, the like well it's like a leg and then there's sort of part of maybe a shoulder and a torso you know if you're coming out to put your hand on it again and it'll sort of stop forming as you put your hand up and then come close enough to touch it and it starts and it, it, as again, you put your hand up and it, it actually, again, it, so, so basically, it's whenever you're moving towards it, it continues to form. So as you come right up to oh, it, so it's, it's sort of replicating what? No, no, no. You, 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 it's it's, uh, it's a picture that's forming, like a bas relief okay. carving that's forming. And it seems that you come up to it and you've got your hand out, so you sort of, you stop short. Yeah. And so the picture stops forming. Okay, so I'll push my hand a little bit further then. Just your hand. Just my hand. Nothing changes. It stays exactly as it is. It's, it's almost like um, uh, like a picture is being revealed from a dot in the centre and widening out as you know, its radius is increasing. Okay, then I'll start to slowly move myself, like as in bending my arms, so the rest of my body kind of gets close to the wall as well. As you're about about a foot away, 
the picture completes and sort of radiates outwards and sort of becomes more solid. And it is um, a stylized dragon. It seems a bit sort of meatier than the sorts of dragons you're used to in in the tales and things. You know, when when that would would occur, you sort of used to like a serpentine thing. And Fuss kind of doesn't look exactly like that, but it looks like if Fuss went to the gym and worked out. <laughs> And it's almost the same size as Fuss, actually. So it's, it's roughly the same size. Cat-sized Fuss, anyway. Yeah. Hmm. This world has some heraldry to it, and it does seem almost like a heraldic motif. So it is a, uh, it is a, a dragon passant gardent. Like, side on, uh, with one uh, one claw raised and the other four on the, on the ground. Uh, Isn't that rampant? Rampant is both front, uh, front claws up. Ah. Is there any text? Is it like coat of arms where you've got text above and below, anything like that, or any kind of markings other than this? There is a set of what seems... Hello, Archie. There's a set of what seems to be uh, dogs uh, under there. Uh, no, there's a set of scratches in the wall, like um, some across, some down. If people know what linear A looks like, it looks like that. It's uh, oh, like yeah. linear A. No, sorry, linear B. Uh, which is like it's almost like they're they're triangular things like it's a uh, does it thicker look at the kind top. of like that it looks eerily like that in fact that precise thing uh, i'm assuming you're pulling out this piece of wood i still kept. have my little piece of wood with that written on it in my cloak i've been carrying it all this time excellent you succeed at your investigation check you um <laughs> If you're running out of ideas, I'm going to make you check. If you've got ideas, I'd, I'd like to roleplay that out. Yeah. So um, you pull out this piece of wood and sort of put it up, wherever, and it actually matches the second... So there are gaps between these. You assume these are words, and it matches the second word exactly. And this word said blood, if I remember correctly. Actually, Gimbal, don't you have the ability to read other languages? Have a funny feeling this is going to say blood shall open the way between the worlds. How many separate words are there? That, that doesn't. That does not. That does not mean anything. That does not mean anything. A lot of these could be. Uh, what's it? What's the oh. red herrings? No, not red herrings. Like um, other languages, it's like words are you know based on inflection and stuff. It's changing the meaning of the word depending on oh, yeah, yeah. like what other words it's in a sentence with, and you Go can on, obviously. Gimbal. I think. You, I think. Oh yeah. So Gimbal's going to cast comprehend languages and touch the wall. <laughs> You look at it and um, it says uh, the blood will open the way. Mm-hmm. The blood? The blood. So Gimbal's just going to say, it says pretty much what we thought, the blood shall open the way. I have a feeling. Actually, no. Very importantly, it doesn't say the blood shall open the way, it's the blood will open the way. Okay, the blood will open the way. Um, and Gimbal's going to say, I have a feeling that to open this door... We have to have um, the blood of one of these lizard people. I was going to say, when, as soon as you say that, Jace just sort of pulls out the the knife that he's used to soak up loads of blood and just touches it to the wall. It doesn't open. Nothing happens. Serves <sighs> me right for maintaining my weapons and sort of does a little trick and puts it back in his. <laughs> so much for that idea. Okay, I'm going to get out my. Um... I haven't given you a door puzzle before. Oh, this this is appropriate. Yeah, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get ten foot pole. 
a shuttered lantern yeah, and a door yeah. puzzle. <laughs> None more D and D. Yeah, I'm going to get out my obsidian um, spearhead because it's the sharpest thing I have, and I'm going to nick a tiny bit on my arm because I'm not going to do the palm of my hand because that is stupid. Why the palm of your hand is still is you, you actually cut the palms of your hand uh, while you're fighting that. Uh, oh, I word. did, and it's and, all bandaged up, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and it's all bandaged up, yeah. Okay, so I'm just going to uh, stop that then. I just undo the bandage and kind of go smack. Rub, 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 oh, hand. take another point of damage as you open up the scar on your hand. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. In fact, I want you to roll me, uh, roll me a constitution check. Oh, uh, is this to see if you pick up any nasty diseases? Like dragon gonorrhea. This, this room's pretty uh, sterile. Is this a saving throw or just a constitution? They're the same thing. Uh, in that case, ten. Ten, yeah. So you 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 immediately start rubbing your hand on this thing, and then immediately realise this is a fucking bad idea, as the stone surface just strips uh, any healing that's happened on your hand. Uh, anything that's going to require um, manual dexterity for the foreseeable is going to require uh, is is going to have you at disadvantage. Unless I use my left hand. Indeed, you don't have to use your left hand for it, but you're you were a righty, weren't you? You're a righty. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Okay, uh, so how much damage? Uh, it's one point of damage, oh, but okay. you are at disadvantage on anything requiring digital dexterity um, that you can't, you wouldn't normally be able to do with your left hand. Uh, so it's the stranger for you, and uh, also any spell uh, spells that require um, somatic components are going to require a check to pass. Somatic. Oh, sorry, somatic. Uh, somatic. Uh, it's ver- verbal somatic material. Oh, VSM. VSM. Oh, so that's what they mean. Yeah. Right, okay. Welcome to D&D. Good up. There's no change in the wall. There's just a bit of blood and scab. How bad was the wound on his hand? Because that's really harsh. Yeah, he slipped while he was trying to, in the middle of combat, trying to mount a obsidian spearhead on his quarter staff. Okay, so yeah, yeah that's a bad cut. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a surgical cut, is you are lucky that I felt sorry for you because um, I'd, I'd inflicted a purple worm upon you, which is a TPK. So mm-hmm. I, uh, and it didn't say you it. severed the tendons in your hand. Yeah, it was on That's the cards. Probably what would happen. It wouldn't be the first time something bad happened to one of my hands. I sort of remember making you roll a dex, but anyway, yeah. Um, if you okay. didn't, no, if you, I made you roll a dex to do it, and if you'd have, if you'd have crit failed, yeah, you'd be not using that hand again. Okay, so I've oh, okay, so all the healing that's been done on it has been lost. You're permanently Dis- doing this disadvantage. Yeah, um, has anything happened with the door though? It is what, now what? It's, it's now bloody and it's got a bit of gore on it. Hmm. As you reflexively draw away uh, and go ah, and sort of pull your head away. Um, is there any the, the image? Just retract slightly, just a little bit of the tail and the and the, the head kind of disappear, and then come back as you pull your head back towards it. Okay. Did did anything else get be uh, get revealed when um, Gimbal came up close to it and was touching it as well? Nope. Okay. I so sort of look at look at the picture of the dragon and look at us. Look at the picture of the dragon. Uh, Rue. Yeah. I think you might be on the right track, but uh, wrong kind of blood. Look at Rue. I'm going to look go cross-eyed as I look at him on the bridge of my nose. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, roll, roll, me, roll me a wisdom for fuss. <laughs> 14. Okay, yeah. I, I'm going to say you, you can roleplay fuss how you like. Uh, you, 
any injuries or anything recently that you've got a bit of blood going on, have you? <laughs> Little shake of the head. Yeah. You might have a prick your finger. <laughs> only a little bit. Little teeny thing. Won't be much. I've only got a little one. <laughs> <laughs> ah, come on. You'll hardly notice it. So, yeah. Get out. Oh, would somebody else prick Fuss's finger for me? Because I'm not that ah. hot at the minute. I sort of, uh, I sort of step forward and sort of give Fuss, don't worry, I'll count to three. And then Fuss remembers that you don't like cats and he is cat-sized. <laughs> and, and scurries off back, back to my shoulder. I like dragons. <laughs> he, he's poking out from behind my neck, looking at you quizzically. You, you're going to have to convince him that, you know... Don't worry, Fuss, you're much more like a dog, and I like dogs. Fuss, Fuss's sound effect is actually a purring cat. So that, that, Fuss is off, I'm not sure whether Fuss is offended by that. Or not, to be honest. <laughs> just, just as Fuss is confused, I just sort of grab the, the the obsidian knife from you and just sort of just just put a tiny nick on its tail, on his tail. Roll decks for me, please. Oh, you can better not. Deck save. Sleight of hand. If you, if you do roll a natural one here and you cut off his tail, I will be very upset. Or worse, miss his tail and stab you in the back. Yeah. Oh, crap, I don't have sleight of hand. I hope the mic's picked that up. That was yeah. awesome. <laughs> 16, uh, is Fuss going with this or is he uh, resisting? He's going to reluctantly go along with this. Okay, yeah, you managed to, to nick it. There's there's no actual appreciable damage. It's just yeah, just a flesh wound. This is yeah, sort of you know just just, just squeeze out a couple of drops of blood. Just, yeah, drop on my finger and, and touch touch the the actual dragon motif on the door. Well, the dragon itself actually just seems to solidify even more, and it sort of just sets in place, and um, the door just retracts slowly down. No, no, no. It actually seems like the... <clears throat> because it's very, very uniform, it actually seems just like the dragon and the words are going down, but you can just make out the grain of the, the rock, and it's like the whole thing is moving down. And this... Uh, what looks like is a large rectangular slab just sort of just retracts down. And there is light beyond. Dungeons and Dragons is owned by Wizards of the Coast. The song was Shards of Glass by Lou Barabbas and the Bedlam Six. If you want to get in touch with us with any comments, questions, or feedback, it's swordnutradio at gmail.com. That's swordnutradio at gmail.com. Or on Twitter at swordnutradio, or find us on Facebook, and we might actually do something with our Facebook page. Do have a look on Twitter though, because we're currently spamming you with shitty swordnut prizes. Thanks for listening. Feedback, feedback. Hello, Soldatus. Are we sitting comfortably? It's like, what the hell is wrong with you? Why are you still listening to this shit? Uh, and Dave is being a twat. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we're going to do some feedback now um, based on some feedback. Fucking, what am I doing? I'm trying to pour coffee at the same time as doing this. Uh, so you're going to hear me pour coffee while, while we do this because... Let I'm... me do it. <laughs> I was about to say, let me pour it in. Yes, pour my coffee. <laughs> Thank you.
Um, so we've had uh, some feedback. We've had a five-star review from Sylvan Woods, uh, who has uh, gives us a five-star review on iTunes and says, one of the great things about the actual Play Podcast community is the amount you can learn whilst also being entertained. And I can't think... <laughs> Why do you think this was a good idea for? Why? It's flavour. Has anyone ever seen it's, Liar Liar? It's feedback. It's fine. What you're hearing is coffee. Everyone can appreciate coffee. And we're about to drive up coffee cells in the San Diego region. That's, you know. Um, so... That wolf is going to be on it. Well, yeah, well, we've, we've had this discussion. Apparently that's that really matter. Yeah. It's the other part of He says. <clears throat> okay, so I'll start again. <laughs> no, I won't. Uh, so... I can't think of many or maybe any hosts better at this than Paul from Swordnut. Well, this guy, do- what yeah. what doesn't this guy know about? Medieval weaponry, architecture, and civic customs are just some of the things that are blended beautifully into the fantasy realism adventures. The other thing I love about the podcast is that so many of the players come across as really lovely guys. Apparently you're a bitch. <laughs> just <laughs> saying. Either that or she's got a really deep voice and we just can't hear it. <laughs> I've got an amazing beard. Shot. I'm a guy. <laughs> Every now and again, I think, I think they, they haven't listened to oh, all the latest episodes. So many jokes. Neck beard. Every now and then. Where's the scarf? It's to cover my glorious manly neck beard uh, so that no one knows. Every now and then you'll find a podcast that as you listen to, you feel like you're sitting in a pub with some mates. Swordnut is definitely one of those. Yeah, so, well, at least one of us is always pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I just Fuck have you, a it's always me. Appro- <laughs> That's why I said at least one. <laughs> I just have a condition that hey, appro- approaches being stoned. pissed all the time. Yeah. So. That's true. Uh, we also uh, had... Blah, blah, blah. I'll also sort of point out that around the table, we have a huge amount of random knowledge as well. Um, if you've listened, uh, so Sylvan Woods, once you get to our uh, useful stick episodes where me and Dave talk about guns and things, it's, yeah, mm. be scared. I can say that episode did not torture me in the fact that all the things I forgot to talk about. Well, that's why we do a second one. Did we talk uh, about rail systems? No, we did not. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, now all the, almost all the attachments they show you in movies are useless and never used by professionals. But they're tactical. <clears throat> uh, we had some other feedback, uh, so so to compensate for uh, lack of uh, catage in the the five star review, uh, we've had a, a comment from uh, Sabrina on Twitter. It says so. Uh, Kate is my new favourite player. She's so fucking funny. But he's been replaced. I am hilarious. It says so on the internet <laughs> <laughs> and on your CV. <laughs> yeah, that's now the tagline of my CV. <laughs> And on the uh, bottom of my work email. <laughs> we also had uh, some other feedback. I'm not going to say who it's from, but we all, we all know who it's from. Um, was listening to episode 23 of Doors at work, and oh my fucking God, I now connect with Rue on such a deep level. What he was experiencing and how you explained it is exactly how I react when something triggers my PTSD. The way Fuss responded is how my emotional support dog, Scamp, responds uh, only without the mental pictures. The episode is amazing, and it's given me the words to tell my friends what my episodes feel like, because I never had the right words before. Thank you, and I'm sorry if this is too long. I'm typing it on my break at work. That's that like I, I proper feels mm-hmm. like I had I had I had actual like Englishman feelings about that. Yeah, I can vouch for it as well. It's because I have panic attacks and anxiety and stuff. It is. It's like that, mm. and it was really weird listening to it. Which is, <laughs> int- it's, it's it's interesting to me. 
um, sort of past the sort of emotional resonance of, of actually doing something with this stupid ass podcast that actually helps someone is that I, I obviously don't have PTSD. I mean, I, I've looked at various things, but that wasn't what was in my head at the time I was doing that. I was just thinking, how would this work in this traumatic situation? And how would you have the out for it or the various different outs for it? Um, and how can I make that gamification without, without then belittling the or, or, or treating it too lightly? See what I mean? So yeah, um, th- uh, thanks very much for letting us know that uh, and for sharing that that personal information as well. So um, thanks. We love you, Steve Perry. Yes. No, we're not identifying the person, <laughs> so I'm going to cut that the fuck out. <laughs> I'll try and do it. Done now, then. I love you. Sort that ready out. <laughs> Steve Perry. <laughs> Yeah, pause. <laughs> Chew the damn thing. I made the mistake thinking you had your shock on it. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> I saying that instantly. Episode title. Yeah. <laughs> We're back in the room now. In fact, let's do let's do let's do silence now, shall we? Get up the stairs. Hang on. All right, and. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Please continue. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's for that to be a blooper. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> right, Paul's not missed this at all. I was going to artificially do something very loud, but that was okay. just like. Ka-ka! So. Kicking me. <laughs> Paul, he's kicking me. Stop kicking. Keep kicking. Hello, Olivia. Say hello to the feedback people. Hello. <laughs> uh, yes, believe it or not, you can have a role-playing podcast and a wife. <laughs> <laughs> that is a dirty lie. I'm, I'm really glad you told me that because now I can go ahead and get a wife, and it'll be okay. I've been I've been divorcing and remarrying my wife every Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> well, be, be prepared <clears throat> to be astounded, Biatch. Have you met me?